Welcome to the Carb Load Podcast. Hello. Welcome back to episode number 100 on the Carb Load Podcast. Just kidding. This is episode like 12, I think. How many is it? I don't know. I was going to ask if we've even broken 10. We've definitely broken 10. (laughs) Gosh, we're not that bad. Wow. Feels like it's been a solid long time since the last one. I think the last one was with your brother and that was at least a month ago. Mm-hmm. So here we are back fixing to tickle your ears with some information. Ew, okay. <laughs> That's gross. Oh, uh, it seems like this year, obviously we could talk for just, it's, I don't know when it's going to be the end of talking about 2020. I feel like we're just going to talk about it for years, but. I feel like a lot of this year has flown by and a lot of this year has seemed like never ending. And overall, it's been a good year. The second half has definitely gone a lot faster than the first half. Yeah. I feel like this year was just a blink of an eye. It's already August, like the middle of August. And then it'll be September and then October. And then before we know it, we're going to be buying Christmas gifts. Okay. For other people. Like you're going to buy them for me, other people? I'll buy them. I'll buy them. Okay. Anywho, a little update on us. Nothing has happened since the last episode. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have anything. <laughs> so We experienced a different part of the United States since the last episode. That's new. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never been to the South, like stayed. Okay, I've been there, really but I've never. really didn't even go to the South. It was I mean, it's North considered, Carolina. It's considered the South, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. If Tennessee is considered the South, then North Carolina is for sure South. <laughs> Everybody who's from Tennessee says it's the South. And we were cl- we were 50 miles from Tennessee. Okay, we were in the South. So we took a family vacation for four days to Robbinsville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that has been the highlight of our last month. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. We did go to Breckenridge, too. That was pretty fun for me. Yeah. Kayla had a coach's retreat, and I got to do whatever I wanted for two days. It was nice. It's not like there's anything you can do around there. Any, like... I mean, for me, there is. Yeah. Because I could walk in the woods and run forever. Oh, man. Anyways, we are 93 days from the election. Just kidding. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> is it really 93 days? No, it's less. It's only like 80 days, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure, or 80 something. Okay. Someone better let September, Sleepy Joe know. November. Oh, maybe it is 90. I don't know. Who cares? We care, but we don't care. Um, so on tap for today's episode is Coors Light. Uh, just kidding. All these cheesy jokes. She doesn't laugh at them. So I just end up staring at her while she stares at me back. I wanted to talk about um, decisions made by feelings. No, well, that's part of, we will talk about that, but the decisions made to move high school, like mix up high school, like make high school completely different than it's ever been sports. I think we should preface this by saying not all states are doing the same thing with high school. Well, we live in Colorado, so that's the state we're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about my epiphany from the other day. Do you remember my epiphany? Oh, no, I've heard it so many. I don't want to hear that word again. It's it's two words, but that's it's going to all tie in. That's why we're going to talk about it. Oh, fine. So the state of Colorado has decided to move. Ruin children's lives. Move sports forever. Uh, we're just going to continue to cancel and cancel and cancel and cancel. <laughs> they moved, what was it? They moved football, volleyball were the two major sports. They moved to the spring. I'm trying to pull up this stupid schedule. It's on there. I don't know if it's on there, but it's on their Instagram because it was like a PDF file that they... Uh, oh, released. I clicked on the wrong thing. And let's just say there are a lot of unhappy it's cr- children yeah. and parents. So they split the seasons up into letters, which is what people with too much time to do on their hands do with things. They like categorize and like subset them. And it, yeah. So there's four seasons. A, B, C, D. All in the same season. Let's All in one that. year. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that there are four seasons happening in the second half of the year. There's nothing going on really right now. But. So season A, which is happening now, cross country, boys golf, softball, tennis, which those didn't change. Those would have started now anyway. There's modifications to them, which I don't think it's a huge deal, but I also don't. I've never coached in any of these sports, so I wouldn't know. Season B. Are you ready for season B? That begins in the year 2021, correct? Uh, yeah, Jan- wait. January 4th, yeah, so that's I think. 2021. Basketball. Okay. Both basketballs, boys Sick. and girls. And they've severely shortened those seasons. Uh, and postseasons, ice hockey, skiing, spirit, girls swimming, wrestling. So those are the winter sports, but they just pushed them. So like those would have started, yeah, those would have started before Christmas break and now they're starting after, Okay. which by the way, there's a, there's a, a mandatory, 
no contact time between coaches and athletes from October something to January 4th. It's like, like, or November, it's like a solid, like two months, which is absurd to me. That's what they want. Season C, field hockey, football, which is spring football now. Wait, what's the month that this starts? Uh, I think it's March 1st, I want to say. Okay. Uh, And I could be butchering these dates, but I'm pretty sure it's March 1st. Football, gymnastics, boys soccer, bowling, girls volleyball. And we have to mention that here's the kicker with those two. We move football to spring, which as I'll read in a second, overlaps with another sport that a lot of football players play. And we moved girls volleyball to literally the worst time spring where club volleyball also participates. There was just so much great thinking in all this season D baseball rounding us out in season d (laughs) girls golf boys lacrosse girls lacrosse boys swimming girls tennis track and field boys volleyball girls soccer so baseball is the sport that i was talking about that football players play that's overlap why are they having girls and boys soccer at two different times is it because of like the fields they claim that a lot of this had to do with scheduling but a lot of this had to do with... Well, you know what if not messed up their scheduling if they had just kept the original schedule. And here's where the podcast gets dicey. <laughs> There's my two cents. Uh, this, is, this is what I want to talk about. This is good. Um, these decisions that were made, they, they, so the thing that is exposing CHASA, which is the activities association for all you non-sports people, they have kept coming out like almost daily with Q and A's about these seasons. And like one of the commissioners is like answering questions that are like pressing about each season is it live or is it like people are submitting no it's a it's an article on the chassel website and okay so it's probably not even the only reason they're doing this is because they feel like they have to explain these decisions they made which usually when and maybe this is just my opinion on making a right decision there's no explanation needed like you make the decision and everybody understands it and then you just move on. But these decisions they've made, there's all these questions coming up. Then they have to do Q and A's. Then they have to like backtrack and talk about, well, this is what we th- were thinking and maybe it wor- it'll work out. Maybe it won't. How many times do you think a question arises that they did not think of? And then that person is like, uh, so I know for a fact that happens probably daily and it probably will till they go back to normal sports. But, uh, I think I know that that's happening because my dad's a coach and he's had to sit in on these zoom calls and he said, it'll have like the ideal, 
uh, talk for a little while about the new schedule and all that. And it's like, okay, let's open it up for questions. And it's like, boom, 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 question, question, question. And the AD is just like, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. So yeah, the real reason I wanted to talk about this is what's behind the like what is the actual reason we move these seasons um in hopes that they're just going to cancel them that i think that's ultimately the goal is that they're just going to decide okay we're going to move all these things to the spring and then we're going to cancel them so kids will have gone one whole year without they've already gone basically a year without sports okay so a year and a half whatever of no physical or no like sporting yeah. activity type things. So obviously we've said it on here before but the coronavirus is real. We get it. Like people have died from it and it's sad that they do. It's infected a lot of people. These but not as many as child trafficking. Okay, next. These decision I feel like these decisions are being made out of fear and here's what bothers me the most about them is, and it's not, there's exceptions on, on the administrative and coaching and, and teaching side, but these decisions are being made to the comfort of the adults. So these adults are comfortable with these decisions because it's keeping them safe in their own minds. It's like self-satisfaction. Like you make a decision and you justify it and you're okay with it and it like makes you feel good about yourself. The problem with that is high school sports is about high school athletes, not commissioners, coaches, administrators who are involved. And that's the that's the main problem I have with this is we I feel like we didn't even take into account like let's get the top leaders in high school sports in on these panels to talk about making these decisions or have kids be a part of the decision like I honestly wonder how many well I know how many zero but how many kids they asked their opinion on this about they didn't and that's my point is like these and I'm including myself in this because I'm the age range of a lot of the people that are working in these schools and even at Chassa and they're making these decisions to feel safe in their minds. And it's like how my, my, in my mind, it's like, how long can you go being sheltered? Like how long can you go feeling like you're safe and shutting yourself away from sickness, disease, uh, fear of death, all that, as opposed to like, we're going to have to figure out how to just move, move on and make decisions in the midst of chaos and the midst of turmoil in the midst of a pandemic. Like at some point the adults are going to have to overcome this idea that the virus is control going to control how we make our decisions in the future to think that we're letting something that you can't even see control the known is like, it just blows my mind that you have to get tested to know if you even have it. Yeah. 
there's a lot of conspiracies about that, but well, this is I this is what I don't understand and I feel like I've said this multiple times. Common sense clearly just isn't that common is it's okay for children to sit in classrooms together for 8 hours a day. But it's not okay for them to be punching each other on a football field or whatever like yeah and that with a helmet on and pads right. and clothes and these people at chassa and everybody else can go to costco and target and all these other places that they go and it's okay for them to go there and for the kids to go there but it's not okay for the kids to play sports and then on top of it we're going to put all the sports in the same season which happens to be flu season how convenient is that Truth it's bomb. inconvenient. Like, uh, it's just like, I don't, I literally do not understand the thinking. Shouldn't you want to spread out the sports as much as possible if we're going by social distancing, whatever, procedures and regulations, instead of cramming all these kids and people into the same areas during the same time? I know. Okay, well... Problem not solved. Uh, I just solved it. Don't change the sports seasons. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that our decisions will have consequences. And I keep saying our because I'm involved in the same age group. I would never. Our age group will have consequences. <laughs> you. I would personally. never do this to high school kids. Here's the end of my frustration point high school kids and sports go like peanut butter and jelly (laughs) let's do another one (laughs) they go like honey and yogurt (laughs) i feel like you screwed yourself when you said honey (laughs) they go like a sock and a shoe okay you're getting let's move on um no, the I think that high school sports stabilizes the mental, 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 physical, and emotional well-being of kids. It is a it is a catalyst in health for them. Like, I think that when kids play high school sports, and I know this because there's been studies done, their overall health and well-being is like way higher than a kid who is just going to school, going home and sitting on his butt mm-hmm. after school. So in in my mind, if I'm somebody who's in charge of directing sports and making these important decisions about the welfare of the kids, which is what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to make a decision that's going to put a... um it's going to be a detriment to these kids mental emotional and physical health and not only that it's going to be a detriment to their social health they're not even going to be able to be around their friends like they used to be so then it's going to create a habit of introversion which we all know with high school kids is as a disaster it it ruins them and so i think that this decision and it's being made across the country. Obviously, there's states that have decided to play sports, which is good for them. That's that is 
we're going to see those states thrive health-wise, I think. We're not going to see the same statistics for mental health issues in those states because these kids have an outlet after school to take out their stress, to hang out with their friends, to exercise, um, and to create memories, which is a huge part of feeling uh, emotionally and mentally fit. And so the that's the biggest problem I have with this is we, I feel like the, the decision that was made to do all this totally took the kids out of it and was like a bunch of adults sitting around a big long table in a conference room with masks on talking about how we can stay safe. And it's like, and you know, they probably talked about this for like ever. Yeah. Well, actually now that I think about it, they were resume, they were zoom calls. It wasn't, who am I kidding that they would meet in a room? Uh, but we're we're sacrificing kids memories and experiences and childhood be- honestly one of the best times of their life for safety that's what we're calling it like we're keeping everyone safe okay well then if we're keeping everybody safe i'm going to go not let you buy cheetos and doritos at the store Yeah, let's not talk about heart disease, the leading killer of people in the United States. Yeah. Um, I don't want this to seem like a rant either because I don't like listening to people rant that much, but I'm doing this because I feel like I worked on a platform where I had an influence on some of these decisions, and now I don't because of everything that's been going on because of safety. Like, literally, the reason I don't have a job is because it was safer to close down schools and shut everything down and then have people lose a bunch of money. So then they had to lay everyone off. So that's why I don't have a job. Like, do you, this is a side note, like looking back, are you just like, Oh, I almost dropped a a bad word bomb, (laughs) but like, Oh, what the were we thinking? Like making the initial decision. Like when you look back and you just see like all the decisions that were oh. made, like, okay, this happened when I've week, said and this, this whole like, time between schools in the country, just yeah. like what in the, I've said this whole time. <laughs> the like, analogy for me is like when you, you get so far into something yeah, I know, and I then know. you look back and you're just like, man, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> That's been my analogy of this entire time. Granted, I do think the coronavirus is killing people and it's real, but I just don't think that it's something that we should be afraid of. If I was afraid of a, a disease or a sickness, I would be crippled. There's a chance I could get cancer, the flu. I could stub my toe if I went outside. I could die of a heart attack while I'm running. I could... Get in a car accident. Like, There's all these diseases and sicknesses that are very real, just as real as the coronavirus. And... If I was afraid of all those, I would literally want to stay in my house all day long and not risk like raising my heart rate because that's there's a better chance that I might have, you know, a heart attack if I do that or whatever. Like I better not go do a stressful job because I might have a brain aneurysm. It's like if you think like that for your whole life, you're going to live literally a horrible life. 
And so now we have adults, so-called, been living like that, who are making important yeah. decisions for kids. And here's the kicker is I've been training some kids during this whole time. They are zero afraid of the coronavirus, like not even a blip on their radar. Like, yeah, they don't care at all. They think like, yeah, I could get it. You know, I'd get sick. You get over it. In their mind, the coronavirus is a sickness just like the flu that they go to school with every year and get it literally every year. And they sit out for a couple of days and then they move on. So it's kind of like a an ironic thing, and I've told you this a few times. We're finding out that this generation of high school kids and even younger in, into middle school and even elementary school who understand what's going on they are proving to us that they're more courageous than we ever thought that they were. And these adults who have put off the high school kids, like, oh, they're, they don't know what's going on there. Unless you're Greta, whatever her name is, then you're expert in climate control at 15. Yeah. Uh, which could be the case. I mean, kids are brilliant, but, um, the, that's yeah that's where i have a problem with everything that's going on it could be cool to have spring football and obviously we're going to adapt and overcome all the junk that's going on um but i think it's going to take a toll on chassa first of all they're gonna they probably already have received a lot of negative feedback but the kids most importantly are going to suffer and well, yeah, We're going to be shocked be a- when these kids are like struggling with, you know, drug use or like alcoholism or like these outlets that are stress relievers for the common person. These kids are going to end up turning to that. And it's like, whoa, I won't, wh- why have the numbers increased? It's like, well, congratulations. This is what you did to this generation. So, well, they're also just not going to go to school. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm afraid that we're going to like put school online and then it's like, why is the crime rate so high? It's like, cause there's a bunch of 16 year old kids hanging out on the streets right now who are bored out of their minds and need direction. And you gave them the direction of stay home and be safe when all they want to do is go be wild and be adventurous and play sports, hang out with their friends. Like, yeah, it's a whole rant, but that leads into my epiphany because my epiphany has everything to do with what's going to happen. And I'm saying this prophetically because it's going to happen is it will stated on today, the 13th, August 13th, 2020. It was predicted conspiracy. Uh, I had an epiphany when I was out on a run. I've told so many running stories on this podcast. I run so much, like I stay super fit and like I at least get 20 miles a day in. I'm vegan. And I'm vegan. <laughs> I only drink coconut water. Um, <laughs> I don't think they say that, but okay. <laughs> they probably, somebody does. Uh, so I'm out for a run and I noticed this couple working out on a run and the girl is probably like, I don't know, 15 yards behind the guy running. 
and I had this epiphany. How where, many times can he say epiphany? And so I had this epiphany. Uh, it it came to my mind that, and it was fitness oriented because that's what I was doing. But often humans play catch up. They're playing catch up in fitness. So like, especially now, probably. Obviously, there's been. I think there was an influx of people working out in quarantine, but there was probably an influx of people not working out in quarantine too. So what came to mind was like these people who haven't worked out for six months and then they're playing catch up in the gym. Like, Oh, I'm, I got to get back into it. And then they get really sore and just a whole rigmarole. Trying I to... knew you were going to use <laughs> that word right before you said it, you paused and I was like, he's going to say it. Uh, but they're, they're playing catch up. And then I started to think on my way back to the house, I was like, this applies to literally everything in life, how we can play catch up in our family life. Like we haven't talked to whatever family member. So we're trying to catch up with them or we haven't hung out with our friends in a long time. So we're trying to catch up with them. We haven't slept in a while or we haven't got good sleep. So we're trying to catch up on sleep. Uh, we haven't eaten right. So we're trying to catch up by eating healthy and like literally you could think of anything. And I, what dawned on me was like, that is probably the most stressful, horrible way to experience life is always feeling like you're behind and you're trying to catch up to the better version of yourself or the better life you think is ahead of you. And I just had this realization, like, why can't we, live with intentionality and discipline now and then we don't have these regrets or like these feelings of like angst in our minds or hearts to where we are looking forward to like well I've been wanting to do this I should probably do it and then you keep putting it off and putting it off and then it's like well now I'm playing catch up to go you know and it was working out that came to mind because that happens to probably a lot of people but what's happening with these decisions that are being made. And it's not just in the, like I said, it applies to literally everything, but in in Chassa, we're going to see they made these decisions and they're going to go through a season and then they're going to have to catch up on taking care of kids. They're going to see an influx in kids not playing sports or dropping out of school or, uh, having mental, emotional, physical problems. Uh, and they're going to have to play catch up to figure out these problems because of the decisions they're making. And the reason is, is because they're pushing the decisions away. Okay. Well, I guarantee they're going to be like, I don't know what caused this. What, (laughs) what could have done this? No, they like to, uh, like it'll be Trump's fault. Philosophize it. I don't know if that's a word, but like well uh if we look at the year 1980 to 2000 there was blah 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 and it's like they try to come up with these like elaborate answers for these simple problems and just like there's a simple answer you made a terrible decision (laughs) the end you made a decision there's consequences and you're living with them now and the way to get out of them is to start making the right decisions (sighs) i need to take a deep breath after that but the whole the whole reason I bring that up is because 
I think that it's something that we all, and I think I had that thought because it was the Lord trying to tell me like, you you shouldn't play catch up. Like whether it's my relationship with you or my family, friends, exercise, eating, my spiritual life, especially like, I don't want to play catch up. Like, Oh, I haven't read my Bible in three months. Like I should probably start reading it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that for all of us is a, is a teaching thing, a teaching moment where what a, what in our life do we feel like we're behind in that we shouldn't be. And that if we're disciplined and intentional, we're ahead of it. Like we're out ahead of, we're setting the pace, we're setting the standard for, you know, whatever it is. And I don't ever want to feel like I'm trying to like run after something and like constantly feel behind. This could be a like another, this could be like a part two to your catch up thing is if you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to... I don't know, like get to this place or whatever your thing is, is like, well, what's the standard and how did you come up with that standard? Like, how do you know you're playing catch up in that area? Yeah, that is true. And I would venture to say, and obviously that is a part two, but the standard should be yourself. Like you should set the the standard, like your standard should be the highest well, I'm, but I'm saying like, okay, I said it, but where did that come, come from? from? Is yeah, it from is other drive? people telling me myself, yeah. you know, that type thing? Yeah, you def- that can be a whole nother, yeah. obviously. But yeah, segment. I just wanted to bring that back into how, and it it's driving me nuts because honestly, we're probably going to end up canceling in-person school and... I'm like trying not to accept that in my mind because it like, it literally almost hurts my heart to think about high school kids not having and even young, like any kid K through 12, not having the experience that they need in order to develop emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, like these, these years that are formative in their in their lives. And I just feel like it's an attack. I feel like there is a a severe attack on that generation. And in my mind, it's because they're powerful and it's because like, I just think that they're, they are charged with something that no other generation has, has seen or, or felt when it comes to life and looking at life. And I think it's being attacked right now because there's people who are older, who are afraid of that. And they're afraid of this generation who could be more powerful than them and could be smarter and could be stronger and more intelligent. Like there's people above them who are trying to suppress and, and keep them, you know, down. And that just, that drives me freaking crazy. Um, Okay. Well, that's called life. So I know um, there's always people doing that. I think the plus in thinking about it, well, I'll tie that last point in and then we'll finish. But the, that's the reason I brought up catch up is because we're going to see in, you know, six months that this organization and across the country and probably across the world that's happening 
we're going to get that to that point after all these sports, and then we're going to have all these problems that arose, and we're going to have to play catch-up on those problems because of the decisions we made previously instead of just making the right decision in the first place and doing the right thing no matter what's going on around you, like no matter how you feel, no matter what the, you know, circumstances are, we make the right decision no matter what. And that's, that's where I think we're going to be playing catch up and I don't want to be a part of that. (laughs) I want to be out in front of it and, and helping lead these kids to success despite the circumstance. That said, I think the plus that's going to come out of this is there's going to be more kids homeschooling more families doing that, which I think is a positive thing if it's done the right way. Oh, I've already said that. I said, what's the point in if you have a kid that's in elementary school, what is the point of having them do online school? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I was homeschooled up until high school and I'm... No kid is going to sit there and be taught on a screen for hours at the age Imagine of nine. Imagine being a teacher. I can't okay. even like... Okay, that is not going to happen. Like, Have you ever met a child? I know. Their attention Have you ever span? met... A, yeah. Even high school kids struggle with it. Oh, like gosh. these 18-year-old kids don't want to do online school. Yeah. So good luck with a little first grader. Let's have uh, Dr. Fauci, um, Rhonda... Oh, I shouldn't drop her name on here. But uh, <laughs> all these people who are making these decisions teach these kids. How about that? Um, yeah, I was homeschooled up until high school and I loved it. And I think that I developed at a stronger rate than a lot of kids who are in normal school. Uh, and maybe not socially, but mentally and spiritually for sure. I developed stronger than... Uh, kids in a school and obviously a private Christian school is different. I think that provides a lot of the same structure as a homeschool organization does. But I mean, I already know, I already know of people that aren't sending, like chose not to send their kids back to school and are homeschooling just because of all the nonsense going on. So you're already, I mean, you're already seeing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's that. (laughs) I hope that you guys liked that and loved it and okay. I hope that we get feedback from it cuz we're finding out more and more that these times are requiring people like us to stand for what we believe and not be ashamed of it and not be afraid of it and there's going to be pushback and the world's going to end tomorrow so yeah, this is our last episode. What? Why would you <laughs> say that at the end? Why? I'd like to give a shout out to Black Rifle Coffee Company for sending me a sweet hat. Okay, we are not sponsored. He bought the hat. <laughs> that I bought with my oh, own money. Oh <laughs> my gosh, not even close. And I plan on ordering their coffee membership. If you guys like guns and veterans and coffee... Check them out at blackriflecoffee.com. <laughs> they also have a podcast, too. They do. Free Range American Podcast. Super vulgar, but it's really good. Yeah, um, there's definitely <laughs> some language. Yeah. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> we love all people. Um, but yeah, 
that's all we got for you today. And if you have any questions or concerns about our beliefs or views, keep then them to yourself. Keep them to yourself. We don't want to hear them. And wear a mask. Nope. Nope. <laughs> don't wear all a mask. the end of the last part of that was all false. Yeah. Oh man. We'll try to be better at recording. We say this every time, but uh yeah, we want to get out content. We just life life will get to you pretty quick and we'll it'll just knock you out for a few. So Okay, you're rambling. Let's finish this. Peace, love and more love from the Carbohals. Adios. <laughs>